This is Carlos Sene Ramirez from Delia Dad Podcast, inviting you to join Anchor and create your own podcast. First off, it's completely free. You can record and edit your podcast as you please, right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you and will send it to different audio platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. Hey, this is Carlos Rob, also from Delia.podcast, Podcast, reminding you that you can also earn money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So everything you need to make a podcast is right here on the Anchor app or on the website. So join Anchor today and create your podcast only here on the Anchor app. Welcome back to the Delia Dad Podcast here on episode 13. And we have a unique podcast ahead only because it's uncut, it's open. It's, it, it, there's, there's nothing to really talk about. There's five Mondays as I really, I'll just let my dad come in and explain what's going on. Dad, what's up, Dad? <laughs> episode 13. I tried my best. <laughs> you know tried, why? You know failed. why? Because it's 13. It's a teenager. Ooh, that's, there that's, you go. That's when it gets intense. <laughs> Those of you who are parents and once you had you hit a teenager on 13, <laughs> you'll have fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's fitting that this 13 episode is one that really is unscripted because there's really nothing for today. It's, it's what we call an open segment. It is an open segment. And I think that the 13 um, is pretty much something to we you know to look forward to, especially from a perspective of a preteen. Uh, because you're not a teenager yet, and then finally when he or she becomes a teenager, 13, this is it. Yeah. And then reality, you know, kicks in. And there's no turning back either. So... You know, it's a, it's been a unique journey so far. I think I would say, um, for just really from where we started to now, I think it's just been quite a journey in itself. And it's been a wonderful growth as um, our friends and our good listeners, those of you who have been following uh, Delia Dad podcast, has really um, kind of. Because of the people who had reached out to us, um, they share that there's little things here and there that they're made in, into a comment, yet it's probably at times um, an answered prayer in a sense that uh, perhaps they've been searching for that, they've been talking about it and not quite, you know, being able to grasp. But then, you know, through the goodness of God and, and, and this particular opportunity we see that maybe there's something in here that triggers uh, the beginning of that notion of, of where to go to what to do and I think as, as a 13 year old you know it, it tells it just the way it is you know it's the beginning of the teenage years and it's the beginning of a beautiful life as a young person yeah and I think it's really been really awesome to simply um, you know, we talked about this for a couple of years and, and it's something that we've always wanted to do. And I, you know, I, I do lament the fact that I, I wish we would have started sooner, but I, I think sometimes 
and understanding what's going on right now, this is what I think has, not I think, I know has, has helped a lot of people. And I think for me personally, it's just been a joy to just sit in and listen, you know, and I'm here in the show with you. Um, but it's just really, it's been really interesting to see the, the development of this. I think this is like one of the, I think one of the, one of the first times I get to really sit down and, and kind of just walk with you and, and how these things are developed. Um, and it's been an interesting uh, first 12 episodes. And I mean, uh, what, what are your thoughts, you know, as you look back and, and from where we started back in my place when I had my place? <laughs> um, but, you know, from then to the opening segment, we didn't even know how this was going to impact or how much, um, how much it was going to impact us. Uh, but what have you seen at least for the first 12 episodes, uh, phase one or, or season, oh, we're going to keep it actually as season one. We're not going to change it, but you know, just phase one of this, this podcast. Well, one of our realities or, or at least my, uh, reality check is that it, it's a, a dream come true. Uh, as you mentioned and we mentioned it before it has been almost a little bit over a two-year process of talking about it and finally we actually uh, actually started so after the first dozen of episodes um, it is very fitting to uh, thank God in this still uh, spirit of Thanksgiving to be able to uh, thank the Lord and thank the people who are listening and who share um, the reality of being able to just give of ourselves in a sense of this is where we have been. This is what we try to do. By all means, we are not here to tell you what to do in life. By all means, I'm not here to teach you how to do things, but just to share with you what God has been doing to our lives, to my life. and. I remember, you know, when Raquel and I would talk about this and, and she was all excited and um, she, she would say, um, ¿Y me vas a invitar a mí? Are you going to invite me? And I say, of course. ¿Me vas a dejar hablar? And, you know, are you going to let me talk? And I says, that's not the problem. Callarte va a ser la buena. <laughs> because once she would engage, she would keep on and go on and, you know, she wouldn't stop. But <clears throat> I think that in every, in every episode, I think including number 13, um, she has been part of it. Um, her, either her name or her thoughts, her actions, her love has been shared. And, and I think that uh, it just makes it very fitting. But this beautiful journey uh, is one, like I said to you before several times, it's something to leave behind as far as... Uh, myself as far as Carlos Gene and there'll be something that um, whenever you know God calls me there will be uh, not necessarily the legacy that Raquel has left with her CD and her music and all her sharing of life but just a little something of sharing of myself to to all of you and, and really uh, I have learned how to appreciate all that you have shared with me because my journey has not been alone. All of you have been very much part of that, and I thank the Lord for that. So in, indeed, it becomes a, a beautiful opportunity 
this present to thank you because of the opportunity that we're taking on and live in our moment, our present. And later on, it will, you know, it's for the future, but at the same time, in the future, it's going to be about the past. And I think right now, you know, as you mentioned these things and how mom is incorporated, I know right now we are actually in that window of 20 months since she she passed and we're in that window where uh, of the month um where she passed and and the moment we laid her to rest <clears throat> and we're in that gap I, I know on the first it'll be the day that that we celebrate the anniversary of really the, the action of laying her down to rest and this by, by no means has been easy on any of us and let alone yourself that um, but for people who have, you know, we've talked about how, we've talked about how, how we've been able to cope with all these things, but at least what is something that, that you've learned 20 months into this new journey, this new life, um, something that really just stands out, um, that you can really just pinpoint. Well, <clears throat> the, the, my reality has been that, um, every month since the first month anniversary up to the 20th month anniversary um at the beginning it, it was a, a a tremendous challenge because um hitting day number 25th of the month that was the day that um, i i rushed your mom over to the hospital to the emergency and from the emergency she was put into icu and then from there, the following day on the 26th, uh, we started to see um, her decay. And, and of course, on the 27th of 20 months ago, you know, I was celebrating my, my birthday and um, it, it was a difficult thing to, to, to celebrate. And, you know, that 27, um, towards the end of the day, um, she could no longer speak. She couldn't be... Uh, she was conscious in a way, but um, the, the, you know, the time has really had come in to a full circle to where she was just there, you know, gasping for, for air. And um, that day to me was pretty much the, the ugliest or saddest birthday of my life. Yet um, I had to be there uh, to continue. and. And, you know, I, I have shared in the past in one of the episodes that, you know, the nurse would come over in the late at night and say, you know, she she doesn't want to let go. She doesn't want to go. Uh, she doesn't want to die. And I said, no, and, and she won't today. And they look at me kind of weird. The doctor stepped in and he also kind of just stared at me and I said, you know, today's my birthday. Yeah, and I'm sure that she's fighting because she doesn't want to pass on my birthday. And, 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 and how true it was because, you know, uh, four and a half hours into the 28th of March, um, she went ahead and, and, and took her last breath. And that sequence of the 25th through the 1st um, has become pretty much a daunting time. And at the, at the beginning, it was hitting me and hitting me and hitting me. And Merle is about the 7th, yeah, the 7th uh, month anniversary. I fought against that and said, no, no more, no more. I'm not going to go through this. Uh, it's not going to be like this every single month. And I tried my best to kind of um, 
uh, following the different guidelines of the grieving process, uh, the element of prayer and meditation, understanding God's will, and all of these good things that are that is out there, um, I started to kind of navigate and started to change that expression or at least that those moments. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, doesn't matter which number it was, you know, which month it was. Uh, sometimes there was a day that just would, you know, uh, blindsided me. And, you know, um, <clears throat> the reality is that subconsciously probably, um, a friend of mine says that I'm very much still too attached to her. And probably uh, might be true. However, it, it, the love still continues. Okay, the love still continues. And, and I have said it before in presentations and uh, to some friends, you know, I, I, I am still very much in love with your mom. And although I know for a reality she's no longer here, I still love her, you know. And, and I know that at least her, her spirit is alive. Her spirit lives in the Lord. Her spirit, hopefully, and I, and I, and I trust, you know, full heartedly that she is enjoying heaven she's enjoying the presence of the lord and and based because of that you know i i just you know want to continue celebrating her life and, and you know whatever you know people may say or kind of my, my prejudge or judge that that's okay i mean it's part of our human nature to do that but i know that in my heart and in my soul um I, I'm, I'm happy for her I'm happy for her, and and these days, you know, they, they do carry their weight. You know, yeah. there's a certain gravity that pulls me down, and and these days is you know no no different. And um, there's days that uh, there's months that there's a shortcut, like this month of November. It only has 30 days. It doesn't have 31 days like in March. So um, it, it it you know takes away one day, right? Yeah. It takes away one day, but nevertheless, it, it comes to full circle every 25th of the month on down to the first of the month when we laid her uh, to that resting place that we go visit. Uh, we know that she's not there, you know. We know she's not there, but um, that's where she was laid to rest. And it's it's a point to celebrate her life when we come together and we're there for her and all the family and those of you that go with me or sometimes I'm there by myself it's just the beauty of it and we we continue living with that same love and um, that's how you know we try to manage the best way possible yeah because the, 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 I think the reality for a lot of us <coughs> uh, I've heard it from other people just outside looking in that we've they've never heard and I know I had never uh, because we never experienced it as intimate as your know, mom uh, passing away uh, and even then to say those words is kind of still weird you know it's, it's still weird to say that um, yet we've never heard how to bounce back the way you've taught us to bounce back from these things um, I, I share with people especially like shortly afterwards that had you not prepared us the way you prepared us um, from her you know leaving the hospital uh, to us uh, seen her for one last time and then actually seen her in, in a casket for the first time um and then to the moment of of her being laid to rest had you not done that i think all i think all i can speak from all my siblings that we would have we would have not been able to cope as well as we have and i know each one of us has our own moments and that 
you know, I, I'll, I'll leave to them. But um, it's just been a different mindset and a different view on death that really, um, it, it, I think it's one that we, at the end of the day, are very grateful for and appreciative because it helps us understand the why. No, sorry, the what for. Not so much the why, rather the what for. Um, and I think that has been able to push us to have that confidence that, yeah, you know, that's, the, that's our hope that mom is in heaven and that we can ask her for, to pray for us. Um, which is so cool because she still can pray for us. She can still regañar. That's kind of weird, but it's, it's cool. Um, because it's, it's, it's one thing that is still alive, you know, and to be able to see her, you know, um, I don't want to say someone, I don't want to say often, but somewhat often in my dreams uh, and her echoing certain things. Uh, it's just really, it's something to look forward to. You just never know, at least for me, at least, that I never know when I, I'll see her in a dream, but when I do, holy smokes, it's your heart drops, you know, and you just, and you, you subconsciously know what's going on, but she still makes herself available and present. And, and maybe that's just the grace that God has allowed us to, to have. Um, but there's no doubt that had you not done what you've done with us as, as, as your kids, um, for me, my siblings, I mean, who knows how we would be and who knows how we would handle these things and really who knows in what state of mind or being we would have been uh, because of this tragic loss that it is. It is tragic, as people have said. Um, but as I've heard time and time again, like we've been able to do it in a way that one, is impressive, two, uh, really has people shaking heads like or, or turning heads rather um, as to how well we've managed. Not in a prideful sense, but in a way that this is part of life and this is how we can bounce back from something so uh, dear to us. And I think the reality too, or, or the beauty of it, is that you guys, all of you, um, all the tribe, has been able to follow through because one of the things that, um, while we were there in the hospital and we were taking one day at a time, one morning at a time, one afternoon at a time, one evening at a time. Um, we started to kind of uh, learn, um, kind of with a with a faster speed, how to learn to live our moment, our present. And if you remember, you know, one of the things I would just tell you right now, it's a time to love her. Okay, uh, just just love her. And, and what that means is that we can be selfish and that's one of the things i really try to get across to each one of you because you know our selfishness wants not to go through it yeah. you know each one of us we did not want to go through it yes um the meaning of the life of your mom the life of my wife was was tremendous and very meaningful however uh, the idea of going through that loss, that grievance, nobody wants to go through it. And sometimes there's a, a bigger prayer in saying to God, I don't want her to die, not because you love her, but more because you love more yourself. I don't want to go through that. So it becomes an unjust prayer because it's kind of selfish. Okay, That's why I say it's an unjust prayer. But... If we're going to be praying for her, um, you know, I, I, I mentioned this before, because it was my birthday, I I, I did expect to walk into the um, 
uh, ICU room 19 and see, see her sitting up, you know, on the side of the bed and saying to me, ya no me duele nada, I don't have anything, I don't feel anything. And seeing her very much normal and, and happier, I wanted to have that miracle. You know, I wanted to see that. I wanted to have that. But <clears throat> the reality was different. Uh, our truth was different. And it's not that I had not enough faith. It's not that uh, she did not have enough faith for that miracle to transpire. But it was more to accept the will of God and to embrace it. And in doing so, I think that I, I stressed it a lot, and I still do that. Uh, to each one of you saying just love your mom you know just love your mom and, and now in her absence which is physically uh, it's the only thing that we're lacking you know because the love is still there uh, her presence is still here as I mentioned to you before and to all the your siblings you know when I want to see her I just look at each one of you and each one of you you have from a little to a lot of something of her. Mm -hmm. and, and that satisfies my human heart, mm -hmm. my human eyes, my human ears, my human sense. And when it comes to the love that I have for her, I praise God and saying thank you for that opportunity because she's here among us, especially in you guys. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know we've seen that a lot. I know I've seen it a lot in my siblings. It's it's crazy sometimes. It, it's it's like a double take, you know. Sometimes, but um, I think it, it's those sort of sort of moments where uh, you do thank God that you can see mom and, and us, you know. And, and that's just kind of the the fun thing to to experience and to witness, because uh, at least in that moment, we know that in, in her own unique way, she does make herself known and, and present. And at that moment, you cannot help but simply. Uh, praise God for that moment and just uh, another reminder of how much she loves us and how much we love her and so yeah that love does continue and again it's just it's just been quite a, a journey to um, endure because we never thought we had to endure oh, yes. you know like you, you just don't think you, you'd go through this this early um, yet at, at also you know to be to be in honesty it's just there's others who have gone through uh, either worse or um, have not had the chance to um, maybe live certain circumstances that we've lived. And so, you know, each person has their own story and each, each family has their own story and their way of going about with it. But I think one of the things that we are grateful for is just what we did have and for what we did have, for what we have and for what we will, what we will have. And, you know, it's just, it's interesting to talk about because it's, it's something we don't talk about as often in the sense of, you know, diving this deep, you know, it's, right. it's, it's like a once a week thing, you know, or once every two weeks or so, uh, when we just have a chance to sit down to really dive deeper into this, just because of the, the business of everyday life, as we went back to school today and went back to work, but um, it's just been a different journey, but like I said, cannot be grateful enough for the preparation that we had to be able to endure this and to continue to endure this um, because there is that hope that you know she's not in the better place but she is in the best place possible and that is enough you know as people have flashbacks of what has occurred in the past or they have had some type of uh, 
sensible experience at a moment. Um, some people, you know, with their loved ones, um, they walk into the room and they they sense their, their presence. Other people, by just looking at one piece of clothing that you, she or he used to wear, there's a constant reminder, there's an, an immediate transport in, in, into that. Um, there's people that, because they smell the same cologne or perfume, snap right there. Yeah. And, and just, you know, just as right now, uh, although it just happened quickly, very briefly, when I was pulling up um, here, coming at the house after work, I saw your mom's uh, Travis <laughs> Traverse. Um, first thing that came to my mind was, oh, she's already here. You know, because so many times coming back from from work, coming to the house after leaving the office or leaving school, and coming back to here or or working wherever I was, either at the church or you know, uh, the diocese, whatever the, the experience I've had, you know, when I would get home, she w was here first. And and today it, it happened to me, just like a, a sudden thing, just a, a, a splash of it. You know, I pulled up and I said, oh, she's here already. And immediately my subconscious tells me, what are you talking about? Okay, so I, I pull up and I, okay, just move on, move on. Okay, but that's the common sense of the love that is kept alive, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not going crazy, but the love is there, and we can't say that I'm doing wrong because that's exactly what we do with God. Mm -hmm. Okay, He's the source of love. Mm -hmm. Okay, and if you want to say that I'm madly in love, yes, I am madly in love with God, and God has given me the the gift of Raquel. So yes, of course. I'm, I mean that type of madness of love. However, it is it is a, a love that Jesus, that God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, has really has given us. Uh, you know, what's the word that I'm looking for? Unconditionally. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it, it's something to really enjoy. And it, it, it's when you start to love, you start to heal. And when you start to heal because of love, in, in a way, you start re-loving again in a different manner, in a different form. Yeah. And to me, it's been a, a, a worthwhile. Uh, some people say that, uh, like they tell you sometimes, but um, I've been told that I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you're doing it. I don't know how you can talk to about her being this early in time and not break down and not well sometimes I do I mean, <laughs> sometimes I do it's natural but the love is stronger okay the love is stronger and I think that for those of us who have uh, lost a, a loved one uh, just love the individual love that soul you know pray for that soul yes uh, but continue to love that soul because when there is love you know love is a response Okay, that he comes back. That's the way God has been teaching us and, and, and does his thing. So when it comes to you as a tribe, I think that all of you have been able to pick up pretty good on that. And you too, I see how you love your mom. You love the memory, but it's not to be down in the dumps about it or being selfish about it, but rather it's a love to celebrate and really appreciate what we have now because of her or because of that love.
Yeah. And we've seen a lot of things, and I know I've experienced a lot of things where the things that I've, I've either, either done, especially with music, that I perhaps would have not been able to do. And this is, I strongly believe this, and I obviously people can, can you know, uh, insert their own um, what they think, but I think personally, when it, when it comes to the music that I've been able to do and to create, there's no doubt that she's the one that's kind of been instrumental in what I've been able to do and, and what I've been able to accomplish um, musically, you know, because I think she's a really big part of that. Um, hence, for a couple of songs that I've composed have been because of what has happened. And so, just I just think that we have um, we have an edge, you know, with mom. Uh, just that she was always our, our, our biggest cheerleader um, growing up with sports and everything. I think she still continues that today. Um, as, as we can we can sense it, we can feel it, and there's no doubt that there's some times where you just things go well or things go right or, or certain things come off in a very very amazing way that you can't help but look up and be like, yeah, okay, that was you, mom. All right, mm -hmm. you know, high five, you know. Um, but definitely, it's just something that we've been able to to enjoy, and I know all, all of us, I think, at some point have had that experience, um, and that's a consolation in itself, and that confidence to move forward and to have that hope that we get to uh, look forward to one day. Yes, and, and of course, one of the um, beautiful things is that when we place our love intention into that uh, celebration of the Mass, when we put that Mass intentions for her, uh, when we put that going to communion uh, for her sake and for her to continue being in the presence of the Lord, uh, that love returns to us as we are doing God's will, you know? We're, we're doing God's way. And we need to remember that we need to stick together and bring that unity the way you guys um, brought that unity on your, you know, hardest moment, you know, that challenging moment when your mom passed and how uh, the first thing that I asked, uh, you, you all had the opportunity to say your goodbyes to your mom and she was conscious of all that. When you put on this, that song, Ella Solo Amo, and everybody was singing and, and she passed towards the end of that song. And at the end of that, I asked you, to each one of you, give each other that piece of your mom, the way that your mom would have given you that hug and how you started to embrace each other as siblings. And then I said, you know, hey, don't forget me. And, and I got into it. And then after we completed that and you started to embrace all those people that were there, um, that joined us for that moment, um, it, it was that Christ peace, just like the, the way the, the song says, uh, Mi Paz, see? Um, dice, es mi paz que, um, que Dios da y, y no como lo da el hombre. And, and that peace, the way that God gives it, um, is very profound because he has a lot of power of love. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not trying to overdo or overextend the word love, but it's an action that comes from within out because he came from out of God into us. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a constant response of that. So. Uh, for those of us that, that are going through um, this type of experience, um, yes, there's moments that there's, uh, it's not always strong. It's not always, you know, um, having this 
super energy or power or what have you, this powerful love, sometimes our, our human weakness, our human limitations, you know, come up. Yeah. And guess what? It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's normal. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, as the phrase says, you're only human. Yeah. Okay? So you got to be human. Yeah. So on, on that respect, you know, it, 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 it está bien. It's normal. Okay? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, it's also normal. It también está bien que te dejes amar por Dios y que ames a Dios. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to hear just because, again, um, this could be a new idea to some, or this can be an idea that maybe have some have put off, you know, for whatever reason. But I think it's an idea that, and it's a reality, I think, that we've been able to live and and to live so far, you know, as we are in the bulk of the 20th month uh, since her passing. And, you know, not that it gets easier, but we do get stronger and we do uh, value these moments a bit more each day, I think. And, and I think as, as I've shared with a couple of friends, each day that goes by is one day closer to her, you know, and I think yeah. that's the excitement um, at the same time. And so, uh, if it's okay, we're going to shift gears real quick, only because it is open mic. We do have a uh, good uh, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes or so, um, unofficially. Um, <laughs> I, I did want to uh, talk about, uh, again, just taking advantage of this open, again, it's not, it's open mic, guys. Uh, it's open topic. So, we just entered this new liturgical year we are in the season of advent now and i know this is a, this has always been a big uh season for us and it's especially in the life of the church um but i guess for the listeners at home um and according to how you've experienced it how, how we've experienced it how we've taught it uh i guess what is advent and what is the importance of advent um in this particular time well, there, there's a lot of meaning to it because as we start off, uh, there, it, it's four Sundays in preparation for a big celebration. Yet it is a time of waiting. It is a time of waiting. Um, when you wait, it's because you know it's coming. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When you wait, it's because you know it's coming. Okay. Um, this first Sunday is the Sunday of hope. And there's a difference between uh, hoping that you come and waiting that you're going to come. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, the, per- the perfect example that I use for our candidates for uh, the sacrament of confirmation, our students, is that I say to them, okay, uh, whenever your birthday is, okay, you're waiting for your birthday. Because your birthday actually will come, okay? You may not be present. Perhaps you may die before your birthday, but your birthday is going to come. Yeah. Because it, it, it's a cycle. It, it comes over, mm-hmm. all right? Well, that's the reality of, of this Advent season. It is a season to wait because He's coming, yeah. all right? Now, if we know that He is coming, it is our first hope, the first candle, for us to kind of prophesize, to kind of say in advance, in the, ahead, that yes, the Lord is coming. I need to be ready for Him. Yeah. Okay. This is how we start to prepare. So now, the waiting becomes with a hope to be ready for the waiting mm-hmm. in the arrival. Like a two in one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because now this particular hope becomes active. It, it's an action. Yeah. 
okay? And when we um, see that reality of our faith, that it's true, that that is uh, affirming, uh, confirming our faith, we're going to see that this waiting has a moment of arrival. And when it happens, uh, such as in, in Christmas, finally the Lord is born. Let Him be born, not, not only in your heart, but in your soul. Mm-hmm. Okay? Definitely. We've been saying that let Him be born in your heart. Well, that's beautiful. That's dandy. That's very romantic. However, let Him penetrate more than that within your soul. Your soul has the capacity to be able to be that Bethlehem. To be that stable, okay, and and let God, who through baptism, has a place for him to be in, let that place be prepared in this waiting time, so that while we're waiting and he comes, he finds a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have all this season of Advent to kind of prepare ourselves for that. Definitely. I, I really like that emphasis between uh, hoping and waiting because I know hoping it, it, it is I like that you mentioned it is an action it is a fighting virtue and I love this definition of hope that Father Mike gave just I think it was last year a couple years ago that hope is to engage and embrace reality as it comes to us so hoping is to engage and embrace embrace reality as it's coming to us and this hope moves us this hope Uh, really again yeah moves us to do what we need to do to prepare our hearts and our souls to be able to receive Christ in a new way and as we are moving that and I use the word moving because this season actually becomes a journey Mm -hmm. okay and this journey we do not walk alone Um, it can be in a sense that I am walking with those that are among me, around me, surrounding me, those that are at my reach, or perhaps those that are at a distance. Mm-hmm. But still, I'm never alone. And that's the beauty of it. And as we um, concentrate on this beautiful um, week of being able to fulfill um, the excitement that this particular uh, first week we're, we're focusing on hope you know we're going to be moving into three other phases and within these three other phases we're going to see also the beauty of that peace we're going to see the beauty of that joy and we're going to see the beauty precisely of that love okay and yeah we, we say that the um that the Advent wreath has that green because it it's nature. Mm-hmm. It, it's the green, it has hope in there already. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's the base of where the four candles are. And I say the four candles because those are the ones that hold them around, but there is one in the middle, which is the arrival, mm-hmm. which is Christ Himself, the light of the world. Mm-hmm. And as we prepare by perhaps decorating our homes with the lights remind yourself why you're putting those lights up either on the christmas tree on the walls on the doors on, on the house wherever the place you're putting all these beautiful lights be the light of christ okay learn to follow that 
And and while we are waiting, we're waiting because the arrival is coming for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Whether we think it, whether we like it, whether we believe it, that arrival is gonna happen. Um, and the, the, the other thing is that we just don't know when, we don't know what day, we don't know what hour, we don't know. But Christ in, the, in His goodness, especially what He's provided with the church, the church has really prepared us. I think we, we had like a pre-advent these last, what, four or five weeks, the way the Gospels have been kind of like leading us to the excitement of Advent, the excitement of waiting, this anticipation, this active anticipation and participation. Um, as we've seen in the last uh, several weeks with the Gospels, um, I, I think just the church is really excited about, about Advent this particular year. Um, and probably because I, th I think I, for the first time, actually paid attention to the Gospels um, in, a, in a different light. Uh, I think I've, I really just dove into them. And I've noticed that, that this anticipation has begun even before Advent officially started, which I really enjoy because now that we're full-blown into it uh, with just a couple of days yesterday, uh, the beginning of Advent, um, it really just propelled us to uh, advance in this uh, anticipation, this this wait, um, but this hope as well. And then, of course, in this journey, just as I've ex you know expressed that physically I am not alone, well, through the communion of saints, all of our loved ones have gone before us somehow take part of this journey because we are reminded during this Lent, excuse me, Advent season that it is important for us to be part of the journey of Joseph and Mary. And, and just as we are asking uh, you, us, to be part of their journey, uh, guess what? They are part of our journey as well. And, and this is a, 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 an exciting moment because it helps us understand the beauty that you encounter because that reality is that peace that we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. And when that happens, well, when you have that peace, okay, you have exactly that inner joy mm -hmm. because you, you have Christ, you have God, you have his love. And the beautiful thing is that you can share that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, it, it's not like, um, let's say you, you have a, a bowl of ice cream. And if you start sharing that bowl of ice cream uh, between melting and giving it away, <laughs> it's going to be less for you. Yeah. Well, that's not the case with joy. Mm -hmm. That's not the case with peace. That's not the case with hope. Mm -hmm. Because that's not the case with love. Definitely, and I think one of the things that's really awesome, <laughs> just should just end it there. Um, the difference between happiness and joy, um, we sometimes get it twisted. But just to clarify, um, because sometimes we can ask the question, uh, how can we be so joyful during a time like this? Well, then you're confusing joy with happiness because happiness is based on the circumstances around us. So based on my circumstances around me will, de will determine my happiness, whether I'm happy or I'm sad. Uh, but joy, Joy is knowing the Father loves us. Joy is knowing that regardless of my circumstances, I remain joyful, I remain hopeful, I remain peaceful, and I remain lovable. 
and that joy. That's why it's a different color uh, in Gaudate someday, yeah. right? Um, that's why it is, it is a different color because it encompasses, I, I want to say, it encompasses all the other candles uh, because it is that joy that cannot separate you from the love of the Father. And if we understand that, then nothing can take away or remove that joy from our hearts. Regardless of our circumstances, we may not be happy, but we will always be joyful. And we are the joyful people, you know? And that color is what? P uh, rose. Okay. Rose. Okay. Is rose. Pinkish lookish for those who are <laughs> Rose, what? But rose, okay, rose or, or pink, okay, as people know it or call it, um, that is the initial color, the initial sense of love. And, and you know, I, I was challenged saying, but red is love. I'm saying that it's the initial. Mm -hmm. And then that same person challenged me asking, well then, Mr. Ramirez, when does this pink or this rose turn red? When you learn how to forgive. When you actually forgive. That is when it becomes red. Mm -hmm. Okay? And if there is no forgiveness, there's no red. Mm -hmm. All right? And it's a reality for this that particular um third sunday because the next sunday okay is the sunday of love yeah so that's the initial of it because he has to be joy like you say that to know understand okay to know and understand have that wisdom that god really loves me and if i understand that if i know that and if that there's a wisdom in me to be able to fulfill that then whatever happens and I forgive my rose my pink turns into red okay and of course um, that's in another level another color so that we're you know mixing here but the reality of it all and the love of all is that when we actually finally learn to forgive then we love yeah and I think that's key uh, to be able to Fully love is to be able to fully forgive, um, and that's our invitation that really Christ offers us as He showed us how to do both simultaneously and perfectly. Um, one of the things that I'm personally excited about is that I've never done this before, and I, I this is exciting. As you mentioned, and I'm glad you mentioned it, um, that we journey with Joseph and Mary. Right. One thing that I started to do just yesterday. Um, and again, just knowing the Advent period, knowing what it's what it was what's at stake, and knowing the stories behind it, and knowing how much the Holy Family was embedded um, into this season, because it arose it revolves around them. I started to do to renew my consecration with Saint Joseph. Mm -hmm. So journeying with Joseph, particularly Saint Good Saint Joseph, uh, through the Advent season, I don't know what to expect. I don't um, because now I'm looking at it in a in a new light with the eyes of through the eyes of advent through the advent season um but it's definitely something that i'm i'm looking forward to just you know kind of picking his brain sometimes you know and, and prayer just asking you know oh, how did you do this or how did you you know again just be that protective dad that needed to just make sure mary's mary was okay protective husband uh to make sure mary was, mary was okay and so reading the consecration by the way uh to saint joseph by father calloway recommended um it, it's a it's an exciting thing for me personally to just look forward to 
And so that's the hope, that's the excitement, that's the active participation that, I, that I'm throwing in. And I share this with you just so you can at least know, you know, because we have something to ask the question, well, what are they doing, you know? Yeah. You talk about it, but what are you doing? You know, this is what I'm doing. But definitely, uh, I'm excited to journey with Good St. Joseph alongside Mama Mary to waiting actively to receive Christ. And to close on my end, on that note, I have to say to you and to all that are willing to, to do this as well. In the light of St. Joseph, may all your dreams come true. And it is in those dreams that he listened and obeyed God to take care of Jesus. That is, that is true. That, that is a perfect closing. I should have not said something. Uh, but nonetheless, um, I hope that this episode was a, a helpful one. Uh, again, it was, it was open, so we, we really didn't have anything to, to um, emphasize. But we hope that this episode can really help you when it comes to um, mourning the loss of someone or uh, getting ready or preparing yourself or learning how to live this Advent season. And so, final thoughts. Careful with your dreams. <laughs> li listen, listen, listen to God, okay? Because He will speak to you. It is evident in Saint Joseph. Amen. So we ask good Saint Joseph to pray for us and Mama Mary, always, always praying for us, leading us closer to Jesus as we anxiously, not anxiously, actively participate in the waiting, in the waiting and the hope of the coming of Christ. Amen. Amen.